Hey, 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 welcome back to Paragliding Banter. Uh, thank you so much for all the feedback and uh, support that you've shown the previous episodes and especially the one with uh, Russell Ogden. It's just gone ballistic and I'm happy that everyone enjoyed it. Uh, keeping up the same momentum, uh, I, would wa I wanted to have uh, someone special again today. And uh, I'm very happy and very relaxed and very chilled out to have my friend here with me today. And uh, let, I'll have to do a little bit of extended uh, uh, explanation or, or uh, introduction about him. He's a software engineer by uh, software consultant and a soft, an IT engineer from Bombay. Uh, he has uh, a younger brother who also flies and uh, he's a very popular name in the Indian paragliding circle. Everyone sort of knows him. And uh, the reason for that is that not only does he fly very well, not only has he achieved a lot of accolades in a very short time, but he's also a friend who's always there to help if there is an accident or if there is anyone who needs information or help with flying. He's always there. He's the, he's the number one guy that everyone goes to. Uh, there are, of course, other guys, but uh, he's always, always present. Uh, let's talk about his uh, flying achievements. He started flying when he was 2000 and, in 2012. Uh, in 2012, uh, I was uh, four years into flying, and uh, I thought I was a senior at that time. And the thing that I really uh, know about or remember about him is that my, my daughter used to be accompanying me to the flying school at that time. Uh, and he and my daughter used to play Temple Run. And I used to wonder, well, who's this guy playing Temple Run with a kid? And, you know, I thought this guy's, I'm, I'm, I may have to teach him a lot of things about flying. And we did do that. You know, he, he started flying with us and we were his seniors. Uh, he, he, had a, he had a bike accident uh, a year later and he got delayed in flying. So he came back in 2015 when he got his own wing and uh, he joined us for a, a thermaling trip i think a thermaling class in birbiling after that time i don't think he's he's ever turned back uh, we used to actually uh, make fun of him in beer because uh, we would we would take off and not even cross the first finger and we would land and uh, this guy used to be up in the air, hanging around in the house thermal, just wouldn't come back. He used to fly for four hours, five hours, hanging there, going up, coming down. I used to wonder what's wrong with this guy and we might have to talk to him. But then he really showed what he was made up of. Some of his achievements are, he is part of the XPYR, uh, which is the Experines, a seven day competition, 500 kilometers going from west coast of Spain of the Pyrenees range to the east coast of uh, Pyrenees. Uh, he's a regular 100-kilometer guy in, uh, in Beer. Uh, 100 kilometers is just normal. He stopped counting now. His uh, longest flight has been 192 kilometers. He's flown to Manali about four or five times. Uh, he's had one flight where he's come back from uh, Kulu Valley, uh, which is close to Manali. Uh, he, he, he has organized competitions along with uh, other people in Panjgani and Beer. He's organized several FAI CAT2 XC competitions and one uh, PWC. He also started the Indian XC contest to give the pilots over here a platform. Uh, he's, he's also, like I said, he was the key uh, 
person to help and organize rescue for a friend of ours who went missing in the in the Beer uh, Hills uh, this Jan. Sadly, we still haven't recovered him, but he was part of all the uh, efforts that uh, went in, massive efforts to help him. So he's a great friend. So help me welcome Alok Mihani to Paragliding Banter. Alok, that was a long introduction. Uh, Thanks a lot, Sajid. And Thanks I'm lot. really <laughs> happy for you to join Paragliding Banter and welcome. Thanks a lot, Sadi. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be part of this uh, banter, honestly. And it has it has been helping the pilots for uh, in such multi-dimensional ways. I would say that uh, it's a pleasure to be part. No man, thanks a lot uh, for coming. And honestly, uh, I have to tell you this: that uh, when in 2012 we saw you fly, and we never expected you to be a person who has exceedingly done uh, done well exceedingly and uh, you've in a very short span of time we are still learning uh, you know other things that you have already mastered um, in the last uh, beer trip that i had you were the one who was trying to help me and explain how tables have turned at one point of time i was trying to teach you how to thermal in uh, in kamshit and here we are i'm asking you and you are helping me out and it's just incredible. Do you do you really understand what you've done in a very short span of time? Uh, I don't know. Um, I think there's a lot to do as well. It has just been an organic growth. Uh, I, I could say that uh, I have not been misguided through, uh, through whoever came, through who the senior pilots who were with me around that time. I have not been misguided and I had uh, always been uh, uh, the true north has always been shown to me and uh, I could really differentiate between what is a good advice what is a bad advice and uh, that has uh, helped in the growth honestly um, I still remember in, um, after our first trip in beer in 2015 um, a lot I don't know if you still remember that part whether you, you and I were sitting at the bonfire I mean having our own fun but you also mentioned it to me how flying in Kamshet is different than flying at uh, Bir. You know how, what I should be careful about when I, once I go back from this trip. Yeah, right. and uh, I, it was just about application of the, these advices all the while. How to keep yourself uh, safe in the journey and uh, keep pushing your limits with the in in, in that. Uh, in that frame, you know, in that, in that, uh, in between that you don't take too much risk or you don't be too conservative as well. The comfortable envelope that yeah. you should be. I remember this uh, because we have a picture of that and it <laughs> okay. came up and you reminded me of this. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's been really incredible for me also, uh, Alok, really, honestly, to speak about this. It's been uh, a big lesson in knowing that you can, you can plan your own growth is what, has, what I've really learned from you. You can decide how fast you want to learn, how slow you want to learn. Uh, one big factor in this, uh, which not many people really talk about, is the family situation. Uh, you are single. Uh, you also work in a job uh, which allows you to move from, uh, you know, work from any destination. For that, for, for example, you can work from Beer, you can work from Township, you can work from your home base in Bangalore or Nagpur. Uh, but there are people like me uh, who uh, have a fixed job, a day job, and we sort of are unable to take out as much time as we can. But that's not the reason why 
we can take away any credit from you. You you have truly shown and mastered in what uh, six years what you can do if you really apply your brains to it. So kudos to you on that, my friend. What I want to really know from you now is why do you fly? What what has what has been the hook for you? Uh, pretty difficult question to answer, um, honestly. But uh, one of the things that I right now, I, I, why I started flying was altogether a different thing. But why I fly right now is to be part of the community. You know, I mean, I just like to be uh, around with so many uh, diversified people. You know, um, you you have people from Bollywood, you have people from different industries. Otherwise, I would have been just an engineer or uh, being around people who are who do the same style of work but in this field i mean there have been people from all around and right. it made it made my experience so much more enriching to be part of this sport and now i just come here for the experience of it yeah. that's what happens but, isn't it that we tend to lose out all the other friends and our only friends become the pilots <laughs> <laughs> because we tend to speak about flying all the time Slowly, the other friends just fade away. Like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, yeah. I try so to keep a balance there as well, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's that that that's the more, more uh, triggering factor. That's yeah. where I am hooked on to right now. Yeah, what flying per se does it to me is uh, yes, I get to execute things that I really want to execute with my application of knowledge, and right. uh, every time um, I see a challenge and I would like to solve it, then I would like to solve it in my own ways, whatever ways I have devised for it. Yeah. Right. So, and, and having that uh, freedom to apply your knowledge every now and then. Right. And uh, th that kind of uh, experimentation, which is allowed here, uh, that gives me a little bit. So of the freedom to express, freedom yeah. to utilize, creativity yeah. to be, uh, to, you know, sort your own problems. What do you yeah. fly, uh, Alok? What what all have you flown and how, how, what do you, what's your current kit? Okay, so I have flown uh, Ozone Bus as my first wing. Okay. Uh, then um, in 2015, 2016, I flew Ozone Bus. And then 2017 to 2018, I flew Advanced IOTA. 2018 till now, I've been flying uh, NOAA sector. So your wing is pretty popular. Everyone looks out for your uh, your wing. And uh, so NOAA sector is a? ENC. C. It's a, and what uh, harness do you have? I have uh, advanced lightness. And one reserve or two reserve? One reserve. One reserve. I have two reserves because of two different harnesses, but I use one reserve. One reserve, time. right. <laughs> And currently, you are now based in Beer for a, for a long time. Or have for you come a, for, back? For the to... time being. Yeah, not okay. yet. Uh, I, I plan to go by end of this month, but right now in Beer. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you've been in Beer ever since you came to help with the rescue the, back in Jan. Yes. And you've been, you've been there. Okay, cool. Uh, you also send a lot of videos across on all our WhatsApp groups. And that really motivates us to fly, to get back to Beer. And what you really said about uh, flying for the community is what I also totally live by. And when I come to beer, it's a completely different atmosphere for me. I just love it. Yeah. Uh, be it beer or be it Kamshet, when, when you go there to... Recently, some, uh, someone asked me a question. Avi asked me a question. We were having a chat and he asked me, what's your draw for, for flying? Why do you fly? I said, the social interaction. That's my first draw. Uh, flying is, of course, there. 
but it starts with the you know excitement starts because oh my god i'm going to meet my friends we're going to discuss this we're going to do that we're going to fly here together we're going to do this flying is definitely the main thing but you're right socially it it makes a lot of difference and also don't you think it is the uh, exchange of ideas and and uh, thoughts about flying yes, because we continuously seem to be talking about it yeah and and, and if you start uh, digging into stories of different pilots you would see what kind of challenges that they have gone through right. you have seen a different different yeah. life you know you have seen a different journey but they have their own challenges and then once you see how people have overcome their own challenges and it's so inspiring for me to be could part you, of this community could you give an example like any challenge in be that you felt and then you went and maybe a top landing or any example that you can come up with i mean i i could give examples of others as well i mean yeah. i mean i know what i what i did uh, but uh, from others uh, perspective uh, one of the pilots uh, he has motion sickness okay one of the oh. really uh, and uh, um kalyan okay kalyan ratkonda one of the he he, he has uh, motion sickness now okay. every time he flies every time he thermals he vomits oh yeah and uh, not uh, yeah and not not uh, not every time i would say but a lot of times yeah but that's very and, uncomfortable right that's yeah inside. and what he yeah. what he does what is does that in order to continue his flying and he if he feels really uh, bad about it there yeah, he'll he'll go he'll uh, put his finger he'll puke it out and he'll continue his flying and if i would be in that space you know i would just give up yeah, yeah? i would just give up my flying and there are uh, many such examples where people are overcoming their challenges and doing what they really what they really love yeah. and uh, this has been a really inspiring part for me yeah for me in in terms of uh, uh, overcoming challenges i think uh, at a lot of places wherever i see there is a course correction uh, needed yeah. and it's uh, it's mostly in the head i try to overcome that challenge in that way yeah to that's an amazing learning alok uh, that you're uh, giving us you've said you're stating it very simply but that's really the crux of the matter that every time we find there is a a, a problem we need to correct it we need to think about it it could be as simple as uh, having being dragged at the takeoff it could yeah. be simple as you know not really getting into the core of a thermal or top landing in b mm-hmm. there are so many places i recently yeah. saw your video about uh, you top landing on the on the takeoff i mean it's it looks simple but i can i know that it's a it's a thermal trigger and uh, i remember once uh, i think in 2015 or 16 uh, i did a course with uh, deepo maybe even earlier i'm not sure and my radio conked up and i was thermaling over the, uh, over the takeoff and i thought okay my radio is conked up let me just land and uh, i tried to land on uh, the takeoff and i came down very low made two three passes and uh, uh debu kept saying what are you doing what are you doing sajid and i couldn't reply because my radio was couldn't transmit and finally he said listen if you're thinking of top landing over here i wouldn't advise it because this is a thermal trigger go away from here so very sadly i had to go and land down uh but i saw your video recently landing over there many attempts that you made and landed successfully and took off that really made me think like look how things have changed and these are the small things we need to learn you might be tra- you might be thermaling but these small course corrections like you say that really add up don't they to make yes. you make you the pilot that you are and i think most of the people who come and fly there who have achieved a lot of things they have nobody suddenly become great they have actually added a little bit and little bit learned from others and moved on yeah 
yeah, you correct. you have examples of our indian pilots uh, or any other pilots for that matter? yeah i can i can i mean the best way would be on how i approach certain things right so, because that's how i would be able to i, I do study uh, some pilots but uh, the application has come through my own uh, journey as well so let's say uh, you have a high goal i mean any any goal for that uh, matter for for me it started with uh, the hike and fly races yeah right. and uh, hike and fly races you want to do okay you have to be a you have to be a good pilot b you have to be a good athlete as well right and in between you should have certain other uh, uh, qualities such as okay you should be able to top land you should be able to assess when to say yes when to say no and things like that yeah and uh, uh, if you if you have if you are able to look at your high goal and if you are able to uh, have these small incremental goals in between for yourself one of these being the top landing and top landing in different scenarios with with high winds with less winds so all these are incremental goals yeah if you drill it down to this way and you have a causal uh, relationship to your high goal it's uh, a lot more easier to be able to justify what you are doing and how much amount of risk you are willing to take to be able to learn these things where it will end up to and uh, it's a uh, it's a highly productive uh, exercise in this in this fashion if you try to approach and that's how um, i also went about uh, realizing okay if i have a high goal if i want to do, do these hike and fly races what are the things that i would have to do yeah where should i focus which is which is at which is of the higher priority which is of the lower slowly you realize a lot all of them have equal priority because you could mess up any time that's right anywhere at anything that's, any that's any a very place, valid no? point yeah so uh, but within your framework of understanding at that time you you also act as per your understanding of the subject yeah within your framework of understanding uh, and you also have to keep uh, course correcting your understanding on the subject as well i mean what you really what what you really define what it needs to be done at that point in time no so uh, uh, dividing your goals into these incremental goals and then rewarding yourself for it that 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 makes a lot of difference that's that has been the approach yeah for, for example let's say that uh, last october we all landed on hobbiton yeah right it was a very tricky landing we all came in several attempts and uh, i think yours was the best uh, landing out of out of all of that what wh- how was your incremental growth in that what did you do this is for so, our our pilots who want to really drill down to you know understand it yeah yeah so uh, we all landed for that for that yeah, matter right? yeah, yeah. We, we all landed we, landed we somehow landed but i wouldn't say that was the best landing i, I think uh, we we managed it because it was a tricky situation and the wind was coming from every direction uh but to learn what would you suggest or how did you do it yeah i mean um the the landing to look on that day was clint's landing honestly he was better uh, he had a right right clint also did a fantastic he had the cleanest uh, of the landing right. on that day yeah but uh for me it had the journey had started since 2015 right. yeah since that time i had been uh, trying to top land and trying to figure out that every every uh, top landing has a has a approach yeah right. and uh, there is one approach i mean you could land in two three ways but there is one approach that is uh, that is that in your in your framework you feel it is i am going to pull it off and it's different from strong winds is different for uh, lighter winds is different as per the terrains as well what the wind is doing at that point in time and uh, after uh, practicing for these many years i could just choose one of the ways or uh, that okay i have to come this way and uh, so the point is that you practiced all of these 
yeah i, you, I, I keep practicing yeah. actively practice this when you're flying so even but, if so if you're doing if you think you're going to do 100 kilometers but that's not the point point is that okay i can take a break land somewhere on top in beer yeah. uh, one yeah. of the places just to work myself on uh, to learn proper landing in different conditions and then continue with that yeah, yeah. that's a, yeah, that's I'm, a that's an amazing yeah i mean i'm how much distance i mean it, you you it's a multidisciplinary sport there are mm-hmm. so many you, you're not just there to do 100 or 200 kilometers so you have to do a lot of things uh, in order to pursue your dreams for example um i had different set of dreams i might uh, i'm more inclined towards uh, hike and fly style of uh, flying or wall beef style of flying yeah i'm learning towards it i keep uh, putting in efforts to be able to understand uh, uh, for this particular facet what is that i need to do more and, and not just to be able to pull off one time but to have real mastery over it and uh, so good point so yeah. you you try to do it as so for example like we would be very comfortable in landing in kamshet one of those places like we know that terrain pretty well we spend a lot of time there so we are pretty pretty comfortable in strong winds we know exactly what is how to approach that sort of helps us in beer also i feel because we are so used to strong wind landings and yeah. making those approaches uh what really uh, changes for us is when there is nil because that's our that's not our style of flying yeah because we are always exposed to high wind uh, yeah. flying but spending time is basically the crux isn't it yeah. there's no there's no two ways about it you you have to keep on flying you know russell ogden in my last podcast he said he flies every day hmm. and then he says you know there there are times when uh, i go in the air and uh, i'm thinking oh my god i don't want to be in this air like every day <laughs> like okay he might be taking a two and a half weeks break uh, for his holidays and he says when i come back after two and a half weeks uh, i still feeling a little jittery now this is a person who flies almost every day of the year and he's still feeling jittery we can imagine that we take a monsoon break we don't fly as much we fly probably on a weekend uh, so so the amount of learning that is still there is is huge you can never be complacent about this pilots right. have to really understand that you know you you might make two or three good landings but you know there's always a challenge there's always like you said i want to apply it in every situation i should be able to master that in every situation yeah so i want to ask the a very important question on your growth and uh, that is basically the risk and reward right the growth that you've got is has been phenomenal as we as we spoke but also like i've said in my podcast a few times uh, in last few episodes is obviously you can't gain anything without stepping out slightly of your comfort zone if you're always in the comfort zone you'll never grow if you overdo it there is a safety risk so now you got to play between like you know initially you said that envelope that we were talking about yeah so there is an envelope in which you know that okay this is my comfort this is my zone this is my uh, competency but i want to grow here like you said you want to go in those two three approaches you want to make you want to grow for that you got to take a you have to go out of your comfort zone and take a risk which is a risky risky thing to do so people do take a little longer time but you have really used that optimally to grow very quickly what what has been your thought process on the risk versus reward hmm It's a deep question, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would, I would 
uh, also like to go uh, how it started for me yeah okay. i mean what, what, how do you how how do we really uh, define risk it is the number of uh, unlikely events multiplied by the consequence yeah if the consequences uh, can be too high um, then you 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 take you take your judgment uh, uh, i mean accordingly based on that, yeah? okay. based on that. and uh, as long as uh, within my uh, rules if the risk is finite and the uh, reward is also finite it made sense as soon as the risk went into the infinite zone wherein okay uh, it's dead you are zero after that no so um, then um, th- those are the kinds of risks that i did not take i am willing to bomb out i am willing to take such risk where i would look for an efficiency and i would try to skip ridges and uh, but i would not try to put myself in situations where if it could go wrong i would be it, it would threaten my life yeah and that's the uh, that's the risk to reward how 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 i look at uh, this aspect now being being you of course you have to be you have to be disciplined in certain uh, certain aspects when you are dealing with uh, risk all the time but being uh, too disciplined uh, also locks you in a framework yeah being um, to uh, uh flexible also i mean if you are at uh, um, end of spectrum anywhere yeah excess of anything is bad my dad used to say this yeah excess of anything is uh, uh is bad so um that that, that finding finding that uh, line in between or not that line there's, there's there's a good band in between between yeah and uh, keeping that always in check that you are not being too uh, too uh, conservative all the time or you are not being too uh, risky all the time yeah because the the problem in this space is um initially when people start you will see a lot of them are taking too much risk or they are being too conservative as well yeah both ways is possible so let's take an example if the person is taking too much risk you would see uh, that the person is also getting rewarded accordingly for high risk they are also getting uh, i rewards they are, they are doing things which the their friends who they started learning with are not able to do yeah but one day they are going to hit the the spiral yeah or they are going to hit something really bad that they cannot uh, handle it is now because they have been taking a uh, more number of risks they have been exposing themselves to more number of events yeah right. if you expose yourself to more number of uh, event the chances of it going on the other side also increases and uh, as long as you have awareness of of that if i am not taking any any risk as well this is bad because then there's no growth I'm, that's that's what that's, we that's, a, yeah. that's the yeah. problem so uh, another way of uh, doing it is that okay every now and then you put you 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 uh, give yourself a challenge yeah be, be Uh, mindful of your challenge i mean don't take life risk but give <laughs> yes. yourself a yeah. challenge and come yeah. back again to the optimal line because what what we don't realize that we need a sustainable way uh, to be in this sport yeah right. if uh, if we don't have a sustainable system to to be in this uh, uh, sport it it just 
if you stay long enough in this sport you will see that sports automatically become safer yeah you just need Correct. you just need to have a sustainable mechanism with you you need to be care. in that band like you actually yeah. said it is not a line it's a band yeah it's a there band is, there yeah. is so, there is room there there, there is always uh, there is always a lot of room to play in how you yeah. how you train your mind in in that in that space i mean so so uh, alok let me just stop you a little bit here please keep your line of thought ready but there are a lot of golden words said right now by you there's a lot of learning i hope people really realize that i didn't want to disturb you in that but you said a lot of important things first of all what i've realized in all this uh podcast that i've done i spoke with i've had the privilege and honor to speak to some really uh, amazing people who have achieved a lot of things you know they what has really come across is humility humility has been the first thing that has come across to me to people who have achieved a lot of things uh be jockey be ross ogden be it uh, my friend uh, our friend wiz or you know anybody who i speak to uh what you just said is also hum- a lot of there's a lot of humility like you don't mind bombing out there is no ego involved yeah you 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 we we keep ego aside and we go along a line and we know that okay the weather is not good up ahead let me bomb out i don't want to take a risk and go into that situation or i am unable to manage this thermal it's yeah. too much for me i want yeah. to get out my friends are doing it he's he's climbing but i'm not comfortable it's all right i can say that i chickened out or i didn't like it i was not comfortable as long as i'm not comfortable and you know the group also does not make fun of you is what i've realized yeah. they say it's okay man you be in your you know that support is very important so what you are saying is that there is a room for to play both in the taking a, the risk and learning versus staying in your comfort zone and taking a, a a better call yeah now that is something that you as a pilot need to know what is your strength and what is your uh, yeah, every, everyone's everyone's limit is uh, different everyone's level of uh, risk definition is also different, different. so yeah different. so that's that's the the main point so if there are five friends going and one guy is thermaling and going into 5 meter and 8 meter uh, thermals and is comfortable with it does not mean that you have to do the same thing yeah. you have to fly in what's comfortable maybe you fly on the outer side of the thermal if yeah. somebody who's gone uh, ahead and taken a risk uh, you, you don't really need to do 100 kilometers for example yeah. because other people have done it but if you can do it slowly and surely without taking too much risk maybe you should do that Yeah. So yeah that's a this a very valid point alok that's yeah. that actually shows how maturely you have grown in your flying i mean it's 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 simple enough i mean like like we said uh, each since each person limit is different we have to uh, fall back to the process the process that we talked about that okay we have to learn to be in the band but how do we how do we stay in the band how do we push ourselves to the limits and again pull back and adjust for the sustainable environment so every every now and then we we create a framework for ourselves we work with that uh, framework as well, as long as it works and uh, then we try to push and then we see that we might have to change our framework a little yeah we have to be open about changing our styles of flying uh, so be we, honest to yourself be honest yeah, about your yeah. flying don't don't show off don't yeah, and, think and, about okay records so i think that's that's important to be on the safe side yeah yeah i mean uh, the adventure is uh, not by copying others it's just being 
truthful to yourself and you see how it manifests itself you know if you stay true to your flying and you will uh, you automatically will have different ideas that no one has even thought of and you want to execute it because and maybe it's it's just randomly different it's not a 200 kilometer flight it's just a small triangle which no one has flown you know right so uh, then the ultimately you should fly for the joy of flying yeah. not not for anything else not yeah. not to prove anything or not to just for the yeah. cool uh, the leading the 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 follow up question on on this is then uh, when have you faced fear and what has been your reaction Every because time. what happens is, you know, a lot of people, the younger pilots feel that we don't feel fear. I've heard this from Jockey. I've heard this from Russ. I've heard this from um, Dr. Matt. I've heard this from Kinga. Fear is common. It's good yeah. to feel fear. But so it, you tell me about you. Okay. I haven't heard to those uh, podcasts. I'm sorry, Sajid. So I do not know what the wise people before me Not said. only my podcast, yeah, but generally yeah. if you hear them outside, they always but, say that there is fear. They accept it, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I also see fear and feel fear uh, uh, all the time. Yeah, it's not that there's no fear involved. It's uh, what I have learned, the tools to handle this. Right. Oh, that's good. Tell us about that. So um, let's say, I mean, uh, it, it all comes down to the awareness, awareness of your thoughts, awareness of your emotions, awareness of your body and awareness of these, these uh, surroundings. Yeah. And uh, um, as we become more and more aware, we can more find, I mean, um, we can facilitate more uh, clear thinking. We can facilitate more creative thinking. We can finally tune our uh, decision making a little bit. And you see, you have more time to take a, take a particular decision. You don't have to have a knee jerk reaction to it. So, the uh, the moment you 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 start getting afraid, you don't have to uh, go to the end of it. Let's say, I mean, it's it's you don't have to hit the panic button right away. You know, it's going to because you are more aware of all of your surroundings. You know, it's going to take time till the time I did reach the the panic button. Yeah, and so, you so change. The, yeah, the it's fight or flight. So you're instead of the flight, you're choosing fight, but slowly. Yeah. But slowly, I mean, I mean, the, 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 the more you become aware of uh, the more information you have and the more information you're able to uh, process as a, as a consequence of it, yeah, by, by having more consciousness, by having more awareness, um, it, it, it just helps, yeah. I mean, it helps. For example, for example when, when did you feel fear or when, what do you remember last? Uh, as early as uh, last flight itself, yeah. And uh, I was flying over the uh, um, the, the, the Dhaladar wall, yeah. Okay. I hit a strong thermal very close to the wall. I was just surfing around. Right. Was we saw that video. It. Yeah, I was just surfing around and there was a... It, it looked funny to me already that particular area that I shouldn't right. be going now. I did not, I did not listen to my own instincts. I should have gone around it, but I still tried to go because I felt maybe I'll, I'll just scheme over it. Yeah. Scheme through it. And, uh, the glider did not collapse. Yeah. It, it just shook me here and there, but since I was close to the wall, it amplified in my right. head, it amplified. Yeah. Right. And uh, then really talking to yourself and understanding, okay, is the fear real in this space or I'm just amplifying it in my head? 
and yeah, mm-hmm. I could calm myself down in in few seconds, realizing okay, it's not really. I mean, it's the the danger was not really there. Yeah, it was just a chemical reaction in my head that had happened. Yeah. Okay. So and you to talk, to your, to, talk to yourself. Yeah, to be able to to be able to analyze what is a real fear, what is not a real fear. and the brain doesn't understand that much the brain just uh, relates to the reacts the yeah, reacts to the feeling or the emotions that you have yeah that's a good point so you need to think you know, when you feel feel fear you need to really think how real is it is it going to affect me in the next uh, yeah whether it has, yeah whether it has it, already yeah. happened it is in the past or it is going to uh, stay continue. like this yeah, yeah if continue, it's going to like continue this. then we need to take corrective action if yeah then you gone, have to take yeah, yeah. correct So That's this correct. could also be in a thermal, like you're going and suddenly you hit a thermal which is very strong, yeah. and uh, some new pilots are not used to it, and yeah. you suddenly feel fear. What the hell is happening? What's happening to my glider? Why is it, uh, you know, getting sucked in? Yeah. But then when you realize that you establish in thermal, uh, it's it's climbing. It's cool. Stronger yeah. the better. Yeah. Some people actually thrive to get into a turbulent uh, flying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. 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 It's, uh, they, they want that agility. They want yeah. that uh, reaction. That's fun. Yeah. To, to each its own, no. Yeah. So, so that's that's something that is common with everyone. Fear is good, and how you deal with it is what makes you uh, push that limit and move to that band in which you want to grow. So that growth band is something that also includes fear, but yeah. the absence of fear also does not make you grow anywhere. So you need to work on whether you actually want to grow or not, and how much you want to grow in that. Awesome. So, let me ask you a question about SIV. Then, have you done an SIV? How many times have you done an SIV, and what have you liked about it? Yeah, I have done SIV three times so far, and okay. uh, uh, every time it had been a different experience because uh, you learn. First of all, you are doing something something new, something different right. that you don't necessarily do. But the the thing that it does is it prepares your mind right. that what worse can happen. and uh, and it's not really the end of the flight you can you can still have certain tools to to get out, out of most of the situations right and if you also are uh, increasing your envelope by doing uh, these sivs regularly yeah the first siv you are only going to learn a little bit yeah right. second third the more you practice the better you right. get and the more confident you get the more you are able to pull off in your uh, in your flights whatever you want to do Yeah, you are more comfortable with it. Uh, you know what worst can happen and what are the what are the ways to get out of it. I think first SIV you just do as per instruction and just feel yeah. it. Second yeah. and third time onwards you need you you want to do things that yeah on you demand. feel yeah on that demand. you and, yeah, yeah that you you want are to in focus control on. of yeah. yeah. So SIV really builds your confidence. Yeah. Awesome. Back mountains. Let's talk about back mountains. <laughs> They look just amazing. So back mountains in Bhe. Just for our listeners, when we spoke about Hobbit in the the uh, a few minutes ago, uh, it's uh, you can Google that. It's in Bhe. It's one of the ranges uh, where we stopped. It's called the Hobbit in uh, Landing, and uh, it's got a it's got some places for people to. Uh, um, to rest in the night i i guess there are some huts built over there and people land so if you want to figure out what we were talking about the new google uh, hobbit hobbiton and uh, we are now talking about the back mountains of uh, beer and uh, in fact uh, i had this uh, chat with kinga uh, and she 
does this back mountain climbing and does wall bit and she was saying that you shouldn't fear you should just go first to the after hanuman uh, uh take the the one uh, on on top of the takeoff go to the first thing behind cross that see how you feel come back that's how you build up your back mountain <clears throat> tell me your back mountain <coughs> sorry flying experience <coughs> i think it was the similar for me i started uh, the same way i mean um, what 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 i would say that it automatically comes to you yeah when you have to when you feel really comfortable within yourself to be able to do it it automatically comes to you you just have to be at it yes of course you have to be mindful of whether you are being too conservative or you are being uh, um, too much uh, you are taking too much of uh, yes. risk as well yeah you have to uh, also also i mean the 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 definition of uh, risk also changes no for all of us for example um a lot of people doing the same thing yeah it automatically wires your mind in a way saying that okay this is uh, oh this is i can also do it this is not too risky so many people can do it so many if so many people yeah. are, have been yeah. doing it yeah, yeah. and uh, when but when, that's when, not true uh, that's not true because the, the the risk still remains the same yeah. you still end up landing in the back mountains a two or three day walk sometimes you don't even uh, make it uh, make it back yeah so uh, the risk is still the same but however the the uh how it functions in people's mind is very different yeah it, if a lot of friends of all of us are discussing suddenly people feel yeah i can also do it yeah and they would do one odd uh, days when the days are perfect and um they can put themselves into situation it's it's also about being choosing the right day when to do it when not to do it maybe initially go with friends if you want to and uh, and see whether you can handle the magnitude of it right and uh, if uh, i i i remember my heart pumping up and down uh, in <laughs> the initial time. days yeah yeah and uh, even even until until 2017 i think it was the same yeah. i'm flying what's the difference in the thermals between the front part and the back mountains i don't think there's any difference in the no? thermals yeah it is just uh, it is different with respect to decision making right um there are valley winds at some places that you have to be aware of and how you how would you like to fly um and do you have uh, the knowledge of how to uh, go about these valley winds at certain places and uh, more or less if you know uh, um uh, if you are flexible enough in your mind that uh, you might have to change your style whatever you whatever you've seen in front and there could be completely different what happens is after you've flown long enough in the front mountains you've seen many different scenarios right so even if you go over the back and the scenario changes for you you are able to adapt, adapt. accordingly right. yeah right. and uh, it's the problem is if you go too soon and you see a new event over there right and you do not know right. how to get out of it right and so uh, so fly more in the front get used to beer flying get used to different situations before you head out yeah and right. not 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 only in beer anywhere you fly right. more there's a lot of flying uh, happening it just prepares right. you for different scenarios because over there there's no help you are on your own right if anything happens to you um, god bless you yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we've seen that yeah sadly good but uh, was it the 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 The, the route is absolutely scenic right mind blowing like yes. like the videos i've yes. seen yeah. yeah crazy good and huge yeah. mountains compared to the front part yes i mean it's you're so you're, you feel so small you know i mean um, 
it's never for you, for me i think it it will be never enough yeah. i will never be able to yeah, finish hope. the back mountain yeah <laughs> and i don't want to it's just uh, you choose the right days to go just to enjoy your uh, time right. with friends over there right um, and w- one of the activities that we do is we don't go alone as well right and definitely you, yeah yeah, yeah. it be. wasn't the case earlier i would say uh, i have also learned with experience uh, right. past uh, few years um uh, now we don't go alone we know how important it is to be to to have someone around right yeah. and also just, uh, yeah yeah good it, it it just gives that that uh, one level of uh, stability safety. in your yeah safety yeah. in your uh, head that there's someone around yeah that yeah. i'm not being uh, you you can get hypoxic as well at some places and if you uh, are not confident of your uh, decision making yeah of course someone around is going to really help you out yeah so this uh, glider, yeah. so this chat i had with dr matwilts which i think you should hear he speaks about being hypoxic hmm. over uh, you know 4000 meters or 5000 meters he says that if you were to climb 5000 meters you would feel hypoxic because you're converting your energy into climbing so your body requires more oxygen so that's why you feel the need for the oxygen but in paragliding we we are not using that much energy we are just simply climbing and we don't realize we're going hypoxic because we are not expending that amount of energy but when we get into uh, feeling cold at that height hmm. the energy now starts getting sapped in keeping us warm and that's when you get hypoxic so these these things are this just amazing to you know learn and knowing that you fly at those heights when you go in the back mountains is something that one should be aware of uh, yeah yeah and i remember asking you a question uh, i think you were at 5000 or 6000 meters and i said how are you flying like this why are you not feeling hypoxic and you said really i didn't feel anything yeah because you didn't realize maybe that. i was hypoxic <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> yeah you didn't know you were enjoying you were in a trance yeah <laughs> yeah any any fun stuff that you remember in in beer any anywhere forget beer let's we spoken too much about beer what about kamshet panchkani anything I, I, funny I, that has happened i have I seen think. i have seen a, you you've seen the video of uh, the vulture the griffin vulture going into that uh, russian pilot yeah right yeah. but have you if you remember i think you were also there that we saw a a glider go into a donkey <laughs> do you remember what happened no no i don't remember so this. we were at the take off and this uh, the winds changed from the east so this guy was trying to take off from the back side of the the take off the valley right so uh, he thought he'll make it but the winds were not that strong so he tries to take off and there are these uh, cows and donkeys grazing over there and he goes straight into a donkey now the lines are all over the donkey <laughs> and we are like hoping this donkey should not move and the donkey tries to move a little bit and then he just stays at one place and then they get the lights out of so i've never seen a glider going to a like a donkey that, that was a first for me so a lot of things happen in beep yeah anything anything you remember um that too many every flight is fun honestly i mean um, the, the the part of my uh, uh flying right now is also team flying 
that right. uh, uh, we bring people along and we fly together. I mean, uh, people who really you can trust on that they right. they will have your back and then you could right. trust uh, them and they would uh, take decisions that not only are good for them, uh, not only good for them, but good for you as well. So uh, trying to inculcate that kind of culture amongst uh, That's right. amongst all the uh, pilots. pilots, yeah, right. and uh, it's it's it's. Not just about uh, ex contest flights or beer yeah. or beer and pizza. You you have to be able to uh, discuss the ideas that right. are hard to articulate. Then also personal experiences that are hard to articulate. It can only happen with the relationship that you build with the right. uh, with with with, uh, with so the. So you're people, saying yeah? socializing is important. Getting to know people is important. Yeah, and it, it, it just keeps the sport overall yeah. uh, much more uh, safer and much more safer. pleasurable. By yeah. sharing. That's that's yeah. a very good point. Huh? So, um, anyhow, coming back to the fun part. So, there are lots of fun stories because we fly together and right. there are people uh, uh, who keep who keep doing funny things in the air. I, 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 uh, the one of the most, uh, one of the fun, uh, funniest things that I remember is Wiss asking you, yeah, yeah. Not, not to <laughs> don't follow that bird. That that bird doesn't know how to fly. I know we were all laughing, all 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 all, all out because of because of that 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 statement that the yeah. bird doesn't know how to fly. Okay. In his context, he explains is why he said that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, out of this, out of the blue, this voice on the radio happens, and he says. Sajid, don't follow that bird. He does not know how to fly. And I'm like, what? How did you know? Where are you? It's way up there and he's looking around. And that's the other good thing, right? You know, you look around for your friends, even though. And it's, 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 yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a contrast to what uh, opinion people have been giving you. I mean, uh, yeah. you follow the bird whenever you see, okay, you climb around the bird, something like that. You see a bird climbing better than you go to that. And this catches it. And he says, don't fall. And we are like, okay, Baba has come. Yeah, Baba has come. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and the banter that goes on on, yeah. on the radio, that's the radio. absolutely so that, funny. That's the most uh, funniest part for yeah. me. I mean, uh, I remember uh, sometimes, I mean, I also, if you are stressed a little bit, having such uh, lightful conversations in between. Yeah, it helps. Yeah. I also uh, remember Viz telling you uh, uh, in, in his own particular way, oh, look, I'm above you. You might want to move away or yeah. you will get wet. <laughs> <laughs> You wanted yeah. to pee, so, yeah. so you had to move out of that. I remember. Even I moved out, even though I was not over there. I just said, yeah. "Let me just move out from here." Yeah, Correct. and also the you know when we land and the and in the evening when we all catch up together, uh, that's that's fun too. Hmm. So uh, we have seen a situation, uh, a very unfortunate situation this Jan when one of our friend uh, has gone missing. Uh, we we so. Just for information for everyone else, there was a massive search organized and um, including a lot of helicopters and paragliders, uh, uh, sorry, uh, PPG power paragliders and uh, lots of teams going up and down. Uh, sadly, we have not been successful in tracing or finding out what actually happened. That has built up a momentum of making sure that, we've, that everyone who flies, flies with a, within a safety zone uh, which should be second nature to us but we realize that a lot of people are not flying with uh, in reach or the spot what do you have to say about that 
I know that you fly with one. I know that lots of people uh, who are regular flyers fly over there. What, what do you think about that now in terms of uh, our team and all the efforts that you put in, sadly? Yeah, I mean, um, the, the, if, if you want to go on a topic of how the search went about, then it's a separate topic altogether. We can do it some other time. Yeah, yeah let's do that. However, yeah. But it's however, sad. It's, he was our friend yeah. and we lost. Yeah. However, however, with respect to uh, the maturity of overall community towards how do how they see this sport yeah and uh, how they want to or, or how they want to perform this this act perform this uh, sport that's where i feel we lack our maturity a lot as a community yeah uh, okay let's get back to an interesting topic I want to ask you two things, which are very important things. And uh, these are things which I feel in my paragliding podcast uh, experience is generated a lot of interest. And this is what actually people want to know. The first one is uh, thermaling, right? What is your, see what I've figured out, you're, you're laughing or smiling right now, but what I figured out is thermaling is unique to everyone. Yeah. You know, we all understand the concept, but we approach it and learn it and apply it in our own way. We all climb in a different way. We all will climb up to that level. Some might go up fast, some might come, come up uh, uh, you know, a few seconds later. But our understanding, our style is unique. So I want to know what your style and what your thought process on thermaling is, how you approach it. And second, how do you find the lines, the good lines to fly? What does one have to look for? So I want to hear about these two things. Okay. I'm not an expert in both these topics, but I will try to um, at least share my way. You're, of you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You're so uh, I understood, um, like you said as well, that uh, thermaling is something that not many people, I mean, I don't know if there are enough people who can teach you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, uh, they can give you a journal theory they can tell you general set of uh, things but if you want to get really good at it you have to um, you have um, you have to practice it yourself you have to use your own intelligence to it you have to have your own consciousness to it and then you develop uh, right. your understanding of, about them right and uh, I, I learned a lot through whatever feedback or uh, things people have been talking about yes I reviewed a lot of my flights uh, as well, where I'm uh, getting out of the thermal, getting inside the thermal, all those things, but eventually did not make uh, any sense to me. It was just over analysis. Yeah. Right. Um, bringing it down to the simplest form that you stay in the strongest part of uh, lift in whatever ways you can. Yeah. Maybe you take a circle, maybe you take uh, oval shaped circles, maybe you just do quarter circles every time to be in the, in the, in the, best part of the lift uh, to be able to correct yourself and being in the best part of the lift has been uh, is, is what I try to do all the time. And, I think uh, what it comes down to is an innate internal feeling when you hear your video go beep, 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 beep in, yeah. a, in a stronger way and you know that okay I have spent three seconds in this stronger part there could be more up ahead let me turn now to remain back in this three and yeah. you know there's an internal thing going on a feeling. Yeah. I don't think it's actually a calculation or uh, the way they teach you in books. So, you know, you go straight here, then you turn right and you touch yeah. the 
edges of the thermal but it's just a feeling that okay i will turn right and if the beep continues uh okay i am somewhere in a good thing i've completed one circle so maybe i should widen this or that's what's come to me now like you know it's a flow it's just just a feeling and i if i feel it's going out i tighten the circle and try to sometimes is it's inefficient because there is a little dive there but eventually it comes down to that is what i feel even you're trying to tell me yeah i mean uh, so a, a lot of it's now now it has become uh, intuitive how does it yeah. how does how does an intuition come in by by a lot of experience yeah? right. so uh, uh, the process for me has changed a lot now i mean whenever yeah. i take off i would start assessing the thermal right away yeah. right and keep uh, course correcting my understanding of what, what the day is doing through the day Yeah, right. so you develop one understanding then you execute accordingly after some time or after you cross few ridges you see uh, the conditions have changed now the thumbling style has to uh, change yeah in panjgani uh, there there are blue days and you are hitting the inversion you do not know whether you came out of the thermal or you hit the inversion yeah so it takes uh, two or three attempts just to realize okay this is what i have now hit the inversion now in order to break this i have to really find uh, Uh, a strong core yeah otherwise i'm not able to break this, break this yeah, yeah? <laughs> and uh, and and now these these trainings have helped develop to look for the strong core as fast as possible already now yeah? right and uh, for me uh, the style has changed by assessing the thermal in every circle as well yeah okay and uh, i try to maximize every circle now and uh, i i want to spend as less time in thermaling as possible and uh, and just keep pushing away yeah and okay so you're saying that you want to climb as fast as possible and start gliding away that's like start glide unless i'm waiting for a friend that's a different yeah. uh, thing yeah and what Otherwise, do you do what what so there are two things that you told right now and just for explanation that when you take off you find a particular condition where you are thermaling in a particular condition four ridges away things have changed what does that change Yeah. So what, now what maybe now maybe so uh, earlier you were taking a decision that uh, about twenty six hundred uh, things are a bit bit rough. Yeah. Right. So I would change my strategy and just fly below twenty six. I don't want to stress myself unnecessarily. Yeah. Right. As long as I'm able to, if I'm in the distance mode on that day, right. then I would I would fly. The distance is the main criteria, not high enough. Right. So I would I would I would stay less than twenty six hundred for. till the time i don't uh, find uh, then i reassess it maybe after yeah. four ridges i will try to climb 2600 again and see if the roughness is still there or not yeah. yeah and if it if it is not there oh now i can change the strategy now i have given myself an opportunity to use a different okay. option always if you have uh, multiple options uh, i try to choose uh, whichever is the easiest at that moment yeah whichever okay. is least stressful for me okay And, and there uh, is there are, there are always multiple options right and this now makes sense like so people who are listening the younger pilots who who want to probably find out they now understand what you're trying to say but how to adapt to the new condition as you go ahead and uh, decisions to make so you you rely on your video a lot yes i mean um, uh, in the week uh, thermals uh, it's less of video and more of uh, feeling Okay. Yeah, because I yeah. still have a feeling that uh, where you slag is a little lag there, is, there is there is a little bit of lag. Yeah. In the strong, it doesn't it, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it just, whoever and, whichever in, whichever takes over, I let yeah. it take. And over. and on a, in an inversion, when you're bumping against an inversion, 
and your glider is collapsing and or uh, just losing energy and then you're flying around how do you find what's your optimal strategy to find a strong core around yeah to, so to uh, shoot out of that yeah um if i i there's a lapse in concentration let's say and i am yeah. not able to i'm in a in a i'm i'm just getting banged around by the by the, the by the inverted wall you know right. it's just uh, going here and there yeah. so at that moment i i i also recognize i also have a my awareness okay maybe i was not focused enough i had a strong thermal but i did not really bank on so maybe i'll give it another try yeah i'll give it another try and uh, with this time with more uh, focus and try to break the inversion if it if the result is still the same yeah and then maybe i will conclude whether it is uh, whether it's even possible to break the inversion, inversion. today or not yeah right. i'll give it two two three tries before or maybe not at the same place maybe at different places because sometimes um you if if consistently you are you are getting uh, hit Bumped by around. a wall at yeah. 26 2700 consistently you know now that at all the places is 26 27 yes. so you 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 you've concluded in your head okay the inversion you hit the inversion right. so then there are ways to break the inversion you find a higher trigger point or you find a strong core something like that yeah and then you try to execute accordingly right. and uh, whatever then whatever uh, works in this way you have to be flexible enough to be able to change to move around strategy, and change yeah. in in beer the easiest has been just go for the higher trigger point Higher. in uh, panjgani the easier thing has been to look around find a find, find a stronger core yeah yeah and uh, yeah awesome awesome that's that's uh, panjgani is different panjgani, panjgani is very different yeah, you so you, you, yeah, if you if you fly different places uh, yeah. i mean not just uh, so between panjgani and beer we fly a lot yeah. yes because yeah. we are in india but if you fly a lot of places a lot of understanding comes about uh, the different natures of thermals as well so and okay. and, and it builds it, it builds in your instincts then where else have you flown uh, outside of india so pirenees is something in spain you've done yeah yeah where else have you flown uh, the french side of the pirenees as well spanish side of pirenees eager uh, uh, eager uh, in 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 spain then piedrahita in spain in italy as well uh, levico in switzerland a little bit in a uh, couple of weeks in switzerland yeah Uh, in Macedonia, I had flown for about a month. In Nepal wow. as well. Okay. Um, so all around, uh, wherever uh, it was possible, and the good thing was, uh, like I said, in the in, in, during the initial uh, when we started uh, yeah. uh, talk, yeah, that I had been guided uh, well. I had yeah. not been misguided for it during all these competition. Wiz was around, or right. all these places. Not all of these, but maybe ninety percent of the places. Right. Wiz was around, so I always had a person who was better than me around yeah. me, and uh, who I could discuss. Uh, this, this, you know how he is, yeah. But yeah. but uh, there is always uh, wisdom in his in his words, yeah. And you 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 just latch on to that. Uh, just other wisdom and friend. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Hey, sweetheart, we are talking about Vistas Kharas, who's also have has had. Uh, two podcasts on on uh, over here two episodes uh, he's he's our common friend and uh, he's been guiding us and helping us and he's he's a great pilot so that's what that's who you're talking about just for the listeners <laughs> so for me for me his presence the, the mere presence of uh, a pilot who has uh, a sane understanding on the subject 
right i, I wouldn't say he was the best pilot at that time when we started right. uh, flying together but he had a sane understanding on the subject right. and his approach uh, where uh, how to stay between uh, Uh, not to be too conservative not to, to take too much risk how to be how to be in that in that between range that we yeah, spoke yeah. about yeah so he, we had a lot to learn from him in that uh, space yeah for nice. me he has and been how how has been the flying in these places compared to india what would be your first thought on the flying is it the same is it different yeah for flying basically uh, enjoying flying at these different places has always been different it's, it had been a different enjoyment all all, all every time yeah right. in pedreita uh, mm-hmm. i flew differently in macedonia although both are same flight length time but i've flown completely differently uh there in both the areas yeah right. in in um, switzerland i flew very differently i mean initial couple of days i struggled because i was struggling with the valley winds right. and then uh, i had to put things together yeah Okay. I was also frustrated on how to really go about these uh, valley winds. I do not want to get stuck into valley wind one one more time. Yeah. Right. And uh, uh, the problem that I had was at that time um, that I'm trying to mimic others. Yeah. When okay. you try to uh, uh, mimic uh, mm-hmm. others, that's where you really lose. Uh, your true potential as well right. i mean you are you're you not harnessing okay. yeah, you're not harnessing your own skill set okay. yeah? and slowly uh, uh, i realized that i'm not able to apply myself and that is the root cause of me not able to get out of these uh, flights much yeah okay so everywhere whenever i flew uh, the sooner i tried to fly my own style the sooner uh, it became uh, better for me yeah. but 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 you uh, in retrospect in the hindsight i am able to talk about these things but when you are in the moment right. you behave very different yeah, you don't know it's hindsight yeah. is always a clear there is more clarity but that's hindsight uh, when you're in it and when you're experiencing it and when taking those calls is something that uh, that's different but you learn from hindsight and you try to improve the next time Is, so yeah. so so every flight had been different in that way yeah. macedonia okay. pedreta you you are doing flatland flying um in the in the alps in switzerland i flew more uh, the way we fly in the himalayas yeah but more but but more the more we fly in the back mountains with the valley winds in, uh, right. in consideration all the time yeah so uh, just to expose ourselves to these new things that helped me Does 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 help you a lot in the overall journey of enjoying everything because you you keep challenging right. uh, yourself in different ways. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, uh, Alok. I think we have spoken for more than an hour, fifteen minutes yeah. now. <laughs> so I think uh, we should not torture our uh, audience more. <laughs> But I have to ask you one last question before we go, Alok. And this is uh, why we do these podcasts. This is the reason why. this is not a commercial podcast this is a podcast where the guests whoever it is be it you or anyone who comes for the community who we want to improve the global community just not indian community but the global community of flying by sharing information and knowledge but since we are in india and we can speak on authority about the newer pilots in india my question to you is the newer pilots who are the p2s or who are going to the club pilots who are coming and flying with us in beer or mostly with you because 
I am not there as much as you, uh, or flying with me in Kamshet. What do you want to say about their growth trajectory? What they should look for? How they should fly? What they should? What should they train? What, according to you, is the most important thing? What advice would you give them? Just let's just put it at that. And you know what we're talking about. You've seen the amount of uh, accidents we have had in the last three months, four months, in beef. Uh, not only accidents, but just the flying style, the growth, the the culture, the flying culture, the the thought process. So I leave it to you. What would be your advice for the younger people? The first thing for me would be finding the right mentor. Right mentor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If uh, we are, we have a right, uh, I mean, it's, it's difficult to find honestly in our uh, community, but uh, because because of the geographical challenges that we have, yeah. Uh, but if you find the right mentor during your journey, or if you tag along, uh, fi find someone uh, who has the right approach or right attitude towards para paragliding, yeah, just stick to that person or keep talking to that person, keep talking your doubts to that person, yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, um, that, that that helps a lot. Yeah? Right. At, a, at a personal experiential level, that's where we go wrong in terms of applying the knowledge. And these mentors really help you, whoever that mentor would be, yeah? these mentors would uh, really help you um, um, unpuzzle these things in your head on how to apply certain mm. things that you see in your th theory that you learn in your... Uh, Correct. How to apply that. Yeah, how to apply that because it's it's th there would be hundreds of people who can give you a theoretical knowledge. It is right. the application that makes all the difference. Yeah, and application in all different scenarios, in the tricky scenarios, in easy scenarios, in all the in all the scenarios, and uh, that that, that there is no uh, there is no substitute for uh, experience in this in this space. And it can it can only be the gap can only be covered if you talk to the right people. Yeah? Right. So that would be the the first thing that comes to my head. Yeah. Good. Another thing would be we talked about it in the uh, a while ago having um, safety. Uh, the, the the understanding the risk to reward. Yeah. Right. What is the level of? I mean, if if there is life risk at stake, I mean, I I, I don't think there is anything that is worth it. Any reward right. that is worth it because That's uh, usually the amount of risk uh, that we Take, the reward is usually not that if the if the reward is not that high and uh, um, as humans we are more uh, uh, we get more moved by negative emotions than the positive emotions a lot of good pilots right. a, a new new pilots who have come they've pushed hard they've uh, they've seen certain incidents and they've not come back in right. the, in the sport for the same amount of positive uh, for the same amount of reward as well it you won't be able to trade off. The negative has a right. more impact on you than the positive. Yeah, right. I mean, if you just stick to, if you just understand, okay, this is what is happening as a human psychology to us, and you start taking, uh, right. you start applying in your flying accordingly, um, uh, taking taking educated uh, uh, risks. Yeah, right. I mean, why not? Yeah, that uh, that works out. Um, be disciplined, yeah. Be disciplined enough to follow certain rules, but flexible enough to transform to the new rules as well. Right. This is uh, these are the two fundamental adaptive elements that I would say that enable success in paragliding or any 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 right. 
sport yeah that uh, there are that there has to be discipline but there has to be flexibility right. on your side to force correct yeah um be aware of enthusiasm yeah that's the good right. point that comes to my head enthusiasm is contagious yeah right uh, um, what do you mean by be aware do you mean that like an awareness that be enthusiastic and hang around enthusiastic people or no no no, no. it's okay. it's it's uh, be aware would mean um be very mo- mo- most of, most of most of the problems have not been caused because a person was depressed during the flight the most of the problems or the accidents have been caused because the person was over enthusiastic in the flight they did not observe enough number of uh, things and just they they want to do something yeah they want to yeah. do something more or they want so not to- realizing their their potential or their their competency or their uh, uh their capabilities yeah. and hitting things because they want to achieve something when they yeah. really I mean, have I to mean, learn a lot yeah okay. we 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 need people to get filled with enthusiasm because only then you uh do the impossible things sometimes right. yeah there's right. no simpler way out of it right. but uh, it can be uh, disruptive yeah too many yeah. people trying to uh top land let's say at hobbiton Right. without having the uh, out of Skill enthusiasm set. okay you you right. bring every all of them together but then maybe over enthusiasm caused one of the accidents it has right. happened in the last season yeah maybe yeah, someone yeah, someone was, broke someone broke their their, their, their leg yeah. yeah so uh, be aware of uh, yeah, uh, enthusiasm because yeah. it is contagious i mean you right. you, you really would like right. to be part of uh, group. that group and yeah. it makes you able to cooperate as well within the group so all these things play a role yeah. Yeah. um but yeah just be mindful sure, of that's it. a very very important point like you know the group dynamics really at play yeah. over here you want to be part of the group you want to achieve what everyone has done it but yeah. i i think from all the people that we know when who who we hang around with and who are on the whatsapp group i think no one has got a problem with uh, you know if someone who's not achieved anything in a group they've always been supportive and no one has yeah. really looked down upon anyone so i think our 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 pilot culture or the uh, in the community is pretty strong that way so yeah feel free to accept not achieving a goal that day if others are doing it and if you're not capable of it like you also said in the start that you wouldn't mind bombing out if you feel that you're not up to it yeah, yeah. that's an amazing uh, learning and another thing would be what how do you how do you judge whether the uh, when we don't really have the right definition of uh, what is a successful pilot honestly yeah uh, who is a winner or who is a ro- uh, loser i mean pe- people look at certain certain uh, certain things to be to able to define um, what is a successful or who is a successful pilot keep keep your definitions really right in this but this is not a for me this is not a sport of uh, courage yeah this is a sport of um more intelligence and consciousness uh, bringing in together very good point and good uh, point. um what we've seen um I, i was part of that not part of that con but i was overhearing that conversation wherein uh, people were trying to say okay only the 200 km pilots are the are the i mean they're they're good pilots and a young pilot listening to this conversation now wants to do a 200 Sure. Yeah. as soon as possible yeah as soon as possible yeah, <laughs> yeah. in whatever ways they uh, they can i mean uh, 
so and although although the pilot had agreed that okay no no i'm not flying for the numbers but you would see that on back that day when, yeah yeah on it, it plays on the back of your mind somehow it it, it has played yeah. its role yeah and yeah. Uh, these definitions have to be really carved out in our heads straight right. and uh, um we saw pilots doing their 200 km flights in thunderstorms and right. it, it just doesn't make any doesn't sense, make sense yeah? yeah and uh, uh ha- to me they, these are not uh, successful pilots i mean yeah. they, yes they they are the pilots who finish 200 km yeah. but not successful pilots yeah, yeah? maybe they finish so, it this time next time it so, might not be the yeah may, may not be yeah. i mean uh, it's not worth the risk again yeah. exactly what okay. we were talking about yeah this is not the risk that you want to take you rather bomb out and fly in a, another day um, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's uh, trying to trying to uh, <laughs> trying to uh, like i said over here risk is uh, infinite the yeah. the the reward is fine it, it's just few kilometers added to your yeah. to your to your uh, ex contest flight right. no but uh, you can die yeah i mean yeah. it's just plain foolish to yeah. you see thunderstorm in your vicinity yeah. this bloody thing can be life threatening no yeah. you we've already but, seen but, that but 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 you can't tell this to a person who has just uh, done his fastest 100 km or 200 km in that uh, uh, that in those conditions yeah, yeah you can't tell this so it's a very tricky thing to handle yeah. within the mindsets of the people yeah but so so uh, for for that matter have your definition in your head correctly that how, what what really defines a successful pilot or a good pilot in your head build your own framework and and go around it yeah my thing is uh, i agree to everything that you said and especially the fact that you said this quote is not about courage it's about intelligence and patience and competence that's a very valid uh, thing to say but also in my mind it's uh, about having fun right like why do we care about correct if if people if if distance is your ultimate game then go for it but go go nicely but at the end of the day the fun is having a good flight enjoying your flight even if it's a short flight and being able to sit down back sit with your friends and say oh man that was fun i flew with the bird or i did this or you know i did some uh, stalls or i i spiraled and you know it's it's just fun i mean that also can be fun we don't really need to always achieve achieve records like everyone else flying is fun let's yeah. keep it that way yeah yeah i and i had i've had really the most fun i had i, I ever had when i had people around yeah right um yeah. i i yeah. i had fun flying with viz i had fun flying with uh michel uh, from switzerland he, he he used to fly with us at panjgani now okay it's locked down yeah. so he couldn't come but we, i've never laughed enough we we just keep keep <laughs> laughing all throughout the flight because crack, cracking jokes at each other all the time yeah same nice. thing is uh, happening here a lot of us landing together uh, nice. just yeah. just just at the golf course which is 5 yeah. kilometers away yeah. but we had we had such great fun we are trying to yeah. burn, light fire you know with we the, had, <laughs> with yeah the, we had a photo shoot sticks. Yeah, we had a photo shoot and yeah. uh, uh, Clint doing his uh, things. You know, it's, it's such it's eight. such a beautiful <laughs> yeah, it's such a amazing. beautiful journey. Yeah, just amazing. So the fun element is always there. I mean, I think right. we should not lose out on that. Correct. And it, Correct. It, 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 it has to be it has yeah. to be the second nature. Yeah. Awesome, Alok. This has been just just fun. It's just like how we were have we would speak in after landing and while packing our glider. uh this chat has been really like that and uh very happy for you alok for uh, we have said this many times but i'm saying this for everyone's uh, uh information also and you really have shown us what 
flying can be, how quick you can grow and how safely you can do that and how you support all of us, the community and always there to help and always there to support people who are in need and also uh, teach people when they want to, when they come to you. So really, it's, a, it's really rewarding to see people like you in the community and keep up the good work, my friend, and uh, hope to meet you soon. Thanks a lot, Sajid. The pleasure is all mine. Let's have some the laughs. The, com the, community, the community gives me gives back to me a lot. Yeah, yeah awesome. Let's do, we, we have to give back to the community, right? So thank you, uh, listeners. Thank you for joining in and listening to this podcast. Uh, if you want anyone spe specific to come join the podcast, please write to me on email sajid.gmail.com and we'll see if we can get them. Uh, if there are any particular topics that you want, me to uh, touch upon any flying styles or techniques or anybody else that you want to hear about we'll be happy to see if we can get them over so thank you so much and i'll see you in the next episode all the best take care stay safe and bye-bye